Hi, I'm Chris Reid, Managing Director and CEO of ASX 300 Chris, good to see you. Um, I know you're on the road. You're at the Battery Gigafactories USA conference in Washington, D.C., center of the universe. Uh, what are you there for? Uh, so the, the Gigafactories USA. Right. But, but, but what's your, okay, you're an Aussie company with assets in, in Europe, so you know, why bother? Yeah, look, you know, that's, it, that's an interesting way to look at it. You know, the other way to look at it is that, you know, we've at the core of our business is three technologies that produce greener battery materials. One of those uh, that's highly relevant here is uh, for the, the battery recycling. So, you know, you've got the IRA where they're going to spend trillions of dollars to assist the build out and the transition of the US from internal combustion to, to electric vehicles, right? So you've got, you know, the, the rate of cell production and EV production in the US now on steroids and on forecast to overtake um, the EU in 2031. And so they were a couple of years behind and, you know, they're just going to fund it with money, you know, money that they've printed presumably. And uh, so, you know, I think the battery recycling for us, our products are the plants and we're there to provide solutions. So, you know, today at the conference, I just said, well, you know, we, we differ from, we had the guys from Lysical and I said, well, you know, we're different. We, we actually don't want to provide services and build our own plants. We will if we need to, but essentially, you know, the SMS guys will build the plants. We'll use our exclusive access to get them into the market. You know, the market in 2040 is going to need 20 million tons of recycling capacity. Globally, it's less than a million, right? And, and so, you know, for us, we're saying to them, come to us. We can build you a plant. Uh, install it, commission it. You can get the lowest total cost of recycling, uh, and we'll get a royalty. And do you think they understand the need to do that? Because obviously they've they've moved from this whole you know just in time uh, market strategy in terms of their their uh, you know buying of metals. They go to metal traders, buy what they want. Okay, now you're kind of moving into conversations around this huge burgeoning and ever growing. Um, marketplace with ever-changing targets and deadlines and so forth. Do you think the pennies dropped yet in terms of the co the uh, contribution that recycling has to make in that mix? Well, yeah, look, I think, you know, for the first time, they're, they're actually worried about the fuel and the fuel is the batteries and the battery materials. So the penny has dropped. And, uh, you know, I guess as they look forward, you, you can see looming deficits um, in lithium, you know, nickel and cobalt. They'll, they'll also go into deficit because the, there hasn't been the investment. I think, you know, they don't realize that, the, you know, timeframes in just about all countries and the geopolitical, the local regulatory environment, ESG, is making it harder to develop mines. So on average, they were seven years. Some could be seven to 10 years in certain jurisdictions. You just can't turn them on. And, and solve a problem. And and I see these guys and they've got this, you know, the US, this great big checkbook. And they're like, yeah, well, tell us what to do and, and we'll do it. And I'm like, well, mate, you, you can't buy time, right? Like the Chinese were doing this 10 years, right? Before, you know, they, they were doing this in the, in the late 2000s, picking up assets, investing in assets, looking for off-takes, to enable this transition. Um, and, you know, unfortunately the Western car makers haven't, and, you know, have had to, have had to try to fiscally stimulate 
but that's okay. We can build more mines, and there's lots of mines that you know are on the planet. Um, but you just they don't happen overnight. They, 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 they don't. If you and you you, know, you you refer to the IRA, the Inflation Reduction Act. You know, it, it's um, you know cause you know over 130 billion bucks worth of investments into electric vehicles and batteries. The mining side of things not yet benefiting um, from that desire. You know, permitting is still an issue in many states. Um, access to capital is still a problem in many uh, for many companies of, of, of varying sizes. So it, it seems it's still a little bit disjointed. I mean, what were you hearing? There's a, there was a lot of politicians, a lot of senators there, um, a lot of government departments there. So what, what's your feeling as, in terms of this coming together at some point and, um, you know, you guys as you know, your massive kind of recyclers um, in, in that whole process, that whole story, you know, are you considered part of the solution? Do they actually understand the moving parts? Yeah, I think, look, Europe has probably given them a, a, a good leading light in terms of the regulations that you need to reduce the pain, i.e., if, if, you know, there's nothing that the EU can do about the forecast material shortages, right, in respect of its own resources. So it's legislated then to, you know, have minimum recycled con content, compulsory recycling, um, you know, minimum local product, everything to, to, you know, try to recycle and harvest what's already uh, in the country. So that is, that's, that is a sure way. Um, so I think the combination, I mean, the Americans have clearly got the carrot out the front end. But I think you also have to use the stick at the other end and and penalise for not for not moving quick enough. Right, and and with regards to um, again, you, like I said, I, I wasn't being deliberate or anything with regards to but Aussie company with European assets in the US, and you've explained that you've got products that you can sell into um, the US market. But there's a lot of Aussies there, and Aussies are being sort of, I, I I understand it being seen as um, a friendly and a foreign entity. Uh, which they're, they're happy to do business with. I, I guess there's also the other side of that foreign entities of concern, which they don't want to do business with. So uh, again, was there much conversation ar around how you get to do business with the states, how you qualify as a company, let alone a country? Yeah, look, especially Australia has had a, a free, free trade agreement with the US since the 2000s. So that hasn't been an issue. Obviously, you know, we've been uh, allies for well well over a century. Um, so, yes. And and that, and that was a word that was used a lot. So they had Joe Manchin and all this. And, and, and guys, you know, and we're looking on our allies. Um, and, and I thought, oh, okay, you know, fair enough. I mean, to be perfectly honest, the lithium is going to come from its allies uh, and the South American countries. I'm not sure how allied they are with them. But certainly, Canada and Australia uh, can deliver can deliver spodumene cons. And and you know, I talked to lithium producers yesterday, who in doomsday scenario are looking at bringing Australian spodumene into the US. It's and, and interesting, and and we're also hearing from um, a few rare earth uh, Aussie rare earth companies as, as well. Um, just just taking, to, I guess, taking that lead allies is a very strong strong word it's very very combative as far as china's concerned i'm sure um but there's money to be had as you say they're printing money and it's, it's a question of how companies insert themselves into that e ecosystem that I'm, I'm i'm intrigued by um so you you're gonna i mean i assume you're gonna leave this conference this conference with some confidence about the continuing 
positive narrative, and more importantly, the allocation of capital by the the, the U.S. Um, yes, you've got some products to offer there, but what's happening back home in, in in Europe? There's a big ecosystem there too. Yeah, look, I think you know my big takeaway here is that these guys are coming hard and fast, and and for us, um, you know, that means more production scrap, you know, uh, in the cell making and uh, and more end of life. You know, I think that was one of the things that surprised us in in Europe is is the the volume of end of life. Um, we're talking, you know, car crashes. You get a, a traditional, you know, one percent car crash rate, significant volume. Um, you know, warranty returns, um, and and just end of life from use because you know the 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 life of the battery is really how many charges, how many charging cycles it can do, right? And and if you've got a taxi and you're fast charging your Tesla three di- three times a day, um, it's not going to last that long, right? You, you're going to get 800 and something days out of it. So um, nothing against Tesla, fantastic cars. Um, so yeah, it's in Europe. Um, you know they've they've got the regulations first, and then they've done the Critical Raw Materials Act. You know you have a look at the IRA. That was written by legislators for companies. When you have a look at the um, Critical Raw Materials Act, it's written by legislators for legislators. So they'll take that big overarching EU and then they'll have to deploy it in nature of the member countries. So, you know, people are saying, well, in Europe, how quickly are they going to, you know, how are they going to get the money out there and how are they going to do it quickly? So, you know, in the first instance, it's going to the EIB and you can loan the money from the EIB. So we're working with the EIB on the cornerstone debt for our vanadium project, you know, and they've been really good to deal with. Uh, we've just had them up uh, along with the rest of the banking syndicate and the proposed equity guys uh, over the last couple of days up in Finland. And, you know, they, they're, they're diligent. Um, but, you know, the beauty about it is it's pretty covenant light. They're not needing any uh, price risk removed. So we don't have to enter into long-term forward sales, uh, you know, at discounts to market. So, you know, that's, that's fantastic. And so, I think that Critical Raw Material Act will be just a second wave. And and so the US has gone with the money first to try to incentivize the market to do it. And then um, presumably will bring in a, a national um, battery regulations. But more volume, you know, the, the it's fantastic, right? Like Europe in front and these guys coming hard. So, you know, you've got, two massive markets and and you know the eu and north america will be number two and three in terms of the the world market uh for us and how do you see this again just in terms of the kind of commercial aspect of this like you know i, I think you know whatever your model your business model is it's imitable but you're going to got first mover advantage going on there right then <clears throat> you talked about the yeah i mean I, I can't think of any other competitor uh, they're all doing recycling as a service and they're all doing it for different reasons. Some because they're cathode producers and they want to be integrated. Some because they're commodity traders and they need to offer recycled product and, and, and their customers a path to lower carbon, you know, going forward. Then we've got, you know, our American competitors who have gone for scale first. Scale that I don't think is justified to start off with, but hey, I could be wrong. Um, you know, they're trying to do it all themselves. And buy batteries, you know, and we talk to the car makers and the car makers are like, I don't want to sell my batteries. I want my materials back so I can sell new cars that have new batteries in them. 
no, I, and, and I get that. Like, and, and like this potential, potentially, if if the if they are um, potentially value destruction there by kind of raising capital, build big infrastructures where they think they can go and get the feedstock in in perpetuity. That there could be a problem coming down the line if, as you say, the car manufacturers say, "Well, actually, we want to continue to own." materials in that battery we'd rather do a deal something like akin to what you were suggesting which is so you use your technology you build plant you recycle and we'll kind of you know split some sort of uh, you know a, economic agreement with that yeah. absolutely right so that that kind of makes sense and do you think that um you know you've obviously got that big deal with uh, mercedes um in, in germany uh helping back uh you know that, that's that's great um that relationship for you, so what are, what are the, what is the what is the term there? I mean, how long is that relationship for? I mean, is there is there an end date or is it? Uh, so you look, the collaboration with Mercedes Benz on the R and D side was five years. So for us, you know, a key part of that is the plant supply um, for them. Uh, so yeah, we've ordered the long lead items because we've got to maintain our delivery schedules, and we're literally just waiting for the exchange of the paper. Right, and but I was thinking more in terms of um, how do you maintain the, the the economic value of that relationship? Because obviously, the in is your technology; it works, it it meets their criteria. Two is that you can, with your with your other partners, build the facilities um, to to do it. But if the the end, if if this kind of runs and runs, life of mine in mining parlance, you know, if this thing keeps running, how long? You know, what are the economics look like? Oh, okay. So look, each, 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 each plant will be able to run for 20 years, no doubt, and probably longer, right? So the idea is to embed yourself in the supply chain and then grow with demand, which is exactly what we did in lithium. And if you get use and you provide a high-quality service, um, then you get to grow with them. And, you know, being picked as their technology partner, um, you know, it speaks volumes about the the process are they are, you know do they have a very exacting standard well you can imagine when you go and buy a mercedes it's an exacting standard car that's exactly how they run their business you know, what's the upshot the up the, the upshot for us you know is that our product and that's you know that's our advantage is that we can supply more and more plants because we've got a partner who is in the business of building plants now all of our competitors want to do it themselves they don't want to build plants for third parties right? We want to. Can we operate them in a joint venture or provide a recycling as a surface? Yeah, of course we can, right? But you've got to build up big teams and that sort of stuff. So, like, you know, we're happy to do that for the first plant to work in with Stelco because Stelco have got plans to provide a whole continent solution for North America in the field of uh, end-of-life car recycling um, and the batteries attached to that. But, you know, we're going to need to build lots of plants. We need to have competitors. We, you know, like the opportunity, and we just need to build out that capacity. Well, Chris, um, I wish you well at the rest of the conference. Going there, still hasn't finished. You've got to get back out there, pound the streets, uh, you press the flash, etc. Um, let's know how you get on when you when you get back to base. Okay. Excellent. Thanks a lot, Matt. Have a great day.